the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and welcome to Hump Day. Yeah, here on this Wednesday and it is another crazy day we've seen all kinds of wild things happening in the markets all over the world. Uh, and today, no exception, we've had this massive two-day stock rally, uh, which really was nothing more than uh, them taking your 401k money and washing it all away. That's just my opinion. But but neither here nor there, the, the hopes... And, and dreams that somehow the Federal Reserve is going to be able to stop raising interest rates. And then we got actual economic data out today, Jason, uh, that, that did not bode well for that argument. So the, the Dow down 400-plus points. Gold and silver are down, but really, really strong right now. Uh, there's some profit-taking. Here's the good news. Silver held 20, gold held 1,700. Uh, they've been rallying back, so it, it's a good, good sign here in the precious metals market because I think gold and silver now have, have come to, well, at least the people that trade it, are coming to the realization that whether or not the, the Fed keeps raising rates, good for gold and silver. The Fed stops raising rates, Good for gold and silver. The Fed continues quantitative tightening. Good for gold and silver. The Fed ends quantitative tightening. Good for gold and silver, uh, Jason. Because, listen, just like we've been telling everybody all along, and I know some of you get depressed. Oh, Joe, you're too depressing. Well, let's get excited because, once again, what Jason and I have been telling you is going to happen it's exactly what's happening. They have no good options. Don't be depressed about it. Be prepared about it. Right, Jason? Yeah, that's right. You know, the, uh, the fourth quarter of the year, the actual calendar just started on Monday. So I've noticed this uh, occasionally. It's most quarters. So so we were, we were ending third quarter of the calendar on Friday. There were, you know, the first day was, was Monday. We have these two big, huge days upticking in the, in the markets, you know, the Dow. You know, I don't know how all of these big companies dump their uh, their their stock buybacks with their with their employees. Like Walmart, I know Walmart pushes all their employees to to buy a bunch of stock, but they could have. You know, seems to me that some of these guys are doing it quarterly, Joe. And so maybe some of this this activity in the markets might have just been a huge dump of of 401k money into the markets. And here we are on Wednesday, and I, I guess that's all over with. Yeah, and, and again. Uh, the, here's the realities, uh, as as we have been telling you the whole time. And again, it's not depressing. It's just what it is. Listen, uh, a lot of people just rather, hey, don't tell me the truth, right? Because yeah. the truth is hard. 
Right? It's hard, right? Why do people lie? Because well, lying is easier than telling the truth. They don't want to face the realities that are right in front of them. But hey, let's get excited about it. Here's what we know today. Ready? OPEC. Two million barrel a day rate hike. Uh, or uh, rate hike, not a rate hike. Uh, cutting of crude oil production out of OPEC. Uh, gold, in, or by the way, crude oil, massive massive draws three and four million barrel drawdowns on the uh on the weekly inventories now some of that was obviously a lot of people especially with that hurricane were coming were buying extra and i'm talking about wholesalers extra diesel extra unleaded gas but we had big drawdowns uh in crude gasoline natural gas or not natural gas uh diesel and then today, OPEC announces they're cutting, and this was at the very high end of the range. Remember, last week it was half a million barrels. Last Friday, they said, okay, a million barrels. Then on Monday, it was 1.5 million. Yesterday, someone said 2 million. And Jason, today, it came in at 2 million. There it is. I think we just talked about it uh, this week. It's like, well, I mean, this is what they're trying to do. So why is it a surprise that they did 2 million barrels? They're trying to cause an energy crisis worldwide for, for whatever means to their end. Right, Joe? So, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. You know what? I'm surprised it wasn't 2.5 million barrels. How about that? Well, you know, and, and, and I guess the thing that stands out to me here is, is this just another example of the United States' waning uh, power throughout the world where they couldn't even get the, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia uh, to push back and, and keep uh, production here. By the way, Brent, uh, $94. Uh, uh, NYMEX, uh, the crude here at home, let me just check in here, $87, $88. So think about this. Crude oil's up over 10 almost $12 a barrel from the lows of last week, Jason. I mean, it's 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 like they want the '70s to be repeated. They want the sequel, you know, oil, uh, energy crisis, and inflation. <laughs> Here it is, and they and they're doing everything they can to create it, not not to stop it, Joe. Yeah, and, and the other big thing uh, that that we are looking at when we talk about it, this is almost reminiscent, really, of the tech bubble. Yeah. And let me tell you why. This is the tech bubble with inflation. And the reason why, why do I say tech bubble? Well, the answer is really simple. Uh, when, when you looked at the stock market and you go back, you know, Dow 37,000, every metric was saying, hey, these stocks are the most overvalued in history. And they've got tons of them, right? They probably got at least 100 different ways of measuring valuations in debt markets, which Wall Street's a debt market. In 99 out of 100, we're saying this is the most overvalued ever, even compared to the dot-com bubble. And Jason, if if that's what this is, right, it can be a scary, scary ride for a lot of people out there. Pick the Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, uh, Joe and Jason. And Jason, I've been watching Credit Suisse. Uh, they, they, they've been the story 
this week. Uh, after the initial story uh, broke on Monday, things kind of calmed down yesterday. And now this morning, the credit default swaps rising dramatically again. What that means is other banks are, are telling Credit Suisse, hey, if you want to borrow money against your portfolio, okay, against these loans that you've made, uh, you need to pay us more. In other words, the interest rate that they're charging Credit Suisse to borrow money is rising dramatically. And then, Jason, we know what happens because this is what happened in, in 08. The banks just wake up one day and say, you know what, I don't care what rate, we're not going to loan you any money because your portfolio isn't worth the money it's printed on. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, I, I like your uh, your you're comparing to the dot-com bubble, and I like the way you brought in the, the financial crisis. Uh, this, you know, every crash is different, Joe, but you can gain a lot of information by looking at past situations. This is definitely a unique situation because, you know, really, it, it really is a great reset. And we really haven't anything, had anything like this since World War II. Bretton Woods, right? So why do I feel like they're going to have something? We, we call it the, what is it, the, the World Economic Forum. You know, are they going to have some meeting and they're going to call it something? You know, it'll just be Bretton Woods, right, Joe? That's what we're headed for. And, and then just get the end result's going to be digital currency. Yeah, and, and the bottom line is uh, Credit Suisse now is going to have to aggressively deleverage uh, their, their investment banking operation to survive all of this. Uh, you know, and, and there's debates here. This is, and again, this is early. Are we? I don't think now. I I, I could be wrong. I don't think that you know we're going to wake up tomorrow and and Credit Suisse will have been shut out of of the lending markets. But Jason. This is just these early detections, and we're getting the same pattern that we got with Lehman, the same pattern we got with Bear Stearns, where other banks, no, it's okay. And, and one bank will say, hey, we got a problem. Like the other day, Bank of America, we got a problem. Uh, but then uh, Goldman, Goldman comes out, nah, hey, it's okay. Today, Sockgen, we got a problem. HSBC, nah, it's okay. Listen. Believe it or not, you, as we know this, when there's smoke, there's fire, Jason, and there's a problem. Well, Joe, I remember uh, when Lehman Brothers went down, and they started talking about how over-leveraged the banks were. And I think, and if I remember this right, I think Lehman Brothers was 333 to 1 leveraged. It was by far more greedy than the other banks, and it was almost like, well, we're taking you out. And it makes me wonder if Credit Suisse uh, is one of two things. Are they over-leveraged more than the other banks? Or do they know that one of the other banks is more over-leveraged? Like, you know what? Why don't you fix my problem because I'm not nearly as greedy as XYZ Bank over there. You know, there's going to be some game playing here, Joe. And uh, maybe the first one to, to, to want help, well, how, why would we help you? Well, because that guy over there is, like, leveraged five times uh, more than I am, and you better fix me first because I'm cheap. You know, it could be simply that, Joe. Yeah, and, and again – uh, we we don't know the whole story here, but here's what we do know: uh, the 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 overvaluation. Again, remember, I, I was referring, hey, tech bubble like. That's yep. just because of how overvalued. You got to remember, interest rates were zero. But think about uh, uh, the ten-year note for most of 2020 and 2021 was yielding half a basis point, which allowed. For these banks and these financial institutions, even even stock prices, to be significant.
significantly overvalued. You can you you could over leverage. You could borrow money for next to nothing. And now all of a sudden, all of this over leverage is still there. But the problem is now, Jason, yields aren't zero. The 10-year note isn't at half of a percent, and, and we're seeing all of these early signs, these cracks in the markets appearing. And, and this one, and again, the banks are the most critical one. It's one thing, hey, you know, the Japanese yet, okay, that's a problem, but it, it's manageable because no one uses that currency anyway. Uh, the British pound, that's, that's, that's worse than the yen, but still, okay, you know, the, the, the pound isn't, you know, people use it, but not that much. But when it gets into the financial institutions itself, that's when you got the big problem. Yeah, let me make some of it a little more basic for somebody who's listening to this, and it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's words that's just bouncing around. You don't get it. One of the basic understandings is is when uh, some money goes into the bank, it's deposited in. This is, this is the, the banking system we have today. Uh, if if uh, $10,000 gets deposited into a bank, the bank, that, that physical bank can then loan out $90,000 on that 10000 Okay, so they 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 don't want to have high interest rates for this. You know, they don't they don't want to have uh, to borrow money from the bigger bank up up uh, up above them where they have to do some 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 borrowing. They don't want these high interest rates. It breaks down the system, and if nobody is depositing money, they can't just simply shell out ninety thousand for every ten thousand. The whole thing breaks down. It's a Ponzi scheme, and they got to keep getting this money in. Well, where's the deposits coming from? Nobody has money to deposit. We're getting the Fed that's supposedly uh, selling off their books and getting rid of assets. They're not printing money. If they're not printing money, they're not that slush isn't coming in, so that they can suddenly make more money. Because every ten thousand, if the Fed is printing money and 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 uh, you start getting these deposits in, it's great. The banks get, like I said, ninety. Ninety percent turnover. They get, they get to they get to uh, do ninety thousand dollars in, in loaning for every ten thousand in deposits that come in. You have to have that, Joe, or else the system shuts down because everybody is it's it's a drug, it's a cocaine habit that these guys can't get their fix and it breaks down. Credit Suisse obviously isn't getting enough deposits, Joe, and, and that means they can't shovel out more money. It's breaking down. It's breaking down very fast, Joe. Yeah, and, and again. Uh, we're, we're going to see how all of this plays out and why you're hearing these calls like, man, you turn on CNBC anymore. Uh, all is they want to talk about Jim Cramer's out there crying about, oh, the Fed needs to stop raising rates and they're going to break stuff. It, and again, the realities are, though, Jason, they really can't. We've got just like I told you, energy prices rising again. I told you this shouldn't be a shock. Right. That's that's not bad news. Don't be depressed about it. If you're playing it right, you're going to be just fine. And, and and then, of course, we keep talking about real, the other side of inflation, wages. We got ADP out today. So, so tomorrow we'll get jobless claims. Uh, Friday we're going to get the government's jobs number. ADP came out today. Uh, just over 200,000 jobs created. None of that really matters. It doesn't matter. And they could have said... 5,000, they could have said half a million. The important number inside of these reports is going to be wages, right? How much are wages rising? And inside the ADP report, more bad news for the Fed. 
Uh, wages rising again. Those that change jobs, wages up 15.7%. Those that stayed at their jobs, wages up 7.8%. And, and Jason, it didn't matter from small to medium to large size businesses. Wage inflation still roaring, uh, which you throw that on with the shelter. Shelter and wages are the two biggest components. And, Jason, they just keep going up. I, I don't see how the Fed can back off. Right. Well, and you mentioned Kramer. If anyone doesn't know who Kramer is, he's a stock guy. He's like the, one of the guys they go to. Even in the movies, they put him as the, the stock guy in the movies now. He's the main, he's the main cheerleader guy. of the central bank. He for, is on CNBC. He's the big personality. Yeah, for, for him to be crying about we need to lower the rates – I don't. I just. I don't understand why they don't get it. Which really is, you, you, if you raise rates, and this is something they just don't do, but then you print money also. The, the markets would probably be doing a lot better. It's all about more money. I mean, it's a drug. I, I wish a guy like Kramer. He should. We should, you know, he won't say it out loud. The Fed needs to give us more money. That that's what he wants. That that's what they really want. They don't. You can raise interest rates and print a whole bunch of money, and, and you'll get a, a mixed bag of results, but. That's what they need, Joe, and I, that's why I think the markets went up Monday and Tuesday. I think a bunch of money got injected in, like it could be, you know, stock portfolios from, from employees, funds, right? you know, one of those things that, that happens at the beginning of a quarter, and now it's over. And now the, the market's down three or 400 points today, and we're going back to this, this thing that we're in where we're raising rates and attacking inflation, and there is no money being printed. The money's not being printed. That's why things are going this way, Joe. It's all about the uh, Ponzi scheme, and, and then there's less dollars right now being injected into the system. Yep, and, and right now it's about jobs. So here's the good news. I'll give you good news. Jobs are still there, right? There's still job growth. Uh, now, uh, yesterday, late yesterday, Amazon, complete hiring freeze uh, on the retail operations, which is pretty much most of their operation. But uh, another one of these big giants heading into the holidays when you're normally adding jobs, say, hey, listen, we're, we're, we got to freeze uh, the, these are things to be concerned about, but as long as jobs hang in there, right, it won't be uh, the, as Jason are called, we think we've got the double Great Depression coming, which is a depression with inflation. Yep. But that won't be the case if we don't see massive job losses. Now, remember, the Fed's wish list, they just want to lose 1.5 million jobs, Jason, right? You know, and, and I don't see how they can pull that off. Yeah, and, and Joe, if they do reverse, and depending on when they reverse in the future, if they even can get to that point, and whenever that's going to be, these job losses might be permanent. They might not be able to get them back. That's that's how that's how down the river this whole thing is. You know, if they get their job losses, and I'm sure that they'll get it because they really want to get rid of inflation. They're going to try to bring it down. Well, however long that takes, the amount of jobs that get destroyed through this process, they may not come back. I don't know how they're going to, uh, to to build this thing back up to where people have uh, have uh, an income, Joe. This is why I think universal basic income is also coming hot on the heels uh, with with this digital currency. Cause yeah, they're, well, they're we got, what thing. did we get the other day? That massive increase in food stamps, right? Yep. Uh, 12.5% increase in food stamps. That's your depression food line, Joe. That's your depression food right? line. 
right? And we're going to get that cost of living adjustment for Social Security. That announcement's coming here in the next few weeks. Uh, that's going to be in the upper eights, right? Eight and a half, something like that, eight, six, eight, seven. Uh, so again, the amount of money needed just for people to barely get by is skyrocketing, which tells you again how bad inflation is. How about this number? Mortgage demand. Total mortgage application volume fell 14% last week. That is, you don't see these numbers like that. Normally you'll see, hey, it was down 1% or or 2 because it's a weekly number. Down 14%. They're saying that on as seasonally adjusted basis, mortgage application volume is now the lowest since 1997. Uh, this is huge. This is dramatic. Uh, I've got uh, a good friend of mine, and I tell you this. Listen, I know so many small business owners. Uh, one of the one of the guys I know, he's he's a big caterer, and he caters a lot to the mortgage market industry. They do a lot of that stuff. He, and he was telling me last night. He goes, Joe, I'm I'm telling you, these were places they had 30 people working there. They're lucky if they've got 10. Right? This is how this is how dramatic. Uh, we're seeing it here. Refinance volume, 86% lower than the same time last year. And then actual mortgages, this was the other part now, down 37% from the same uh, week last year. And Jason, I mean, we're getting to the point that, that housing is going to be down 50-plus percent. Uh, that that would put that... It, we, housing levels that we haven't seen since the early 90s to the late 80s. You know, when we had the Depression, you know, back in the late 20s and the 30s, they didn't have Social Security, free money for the poor. They didn't have food stamps, Joe. They didn't have housing help. None of We're in a depression, Joe. I think we've been in it a long time. I think nobody really wants to say it out loud. But if you compare the 30s to today, look at all the government free help that's out there. That's not somebody standing on their own two feet. That's a depression where the government's floating people, Joe. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason. Uh, Yesterday we ran those silver rounds. I've got 20 rolls left. Uh, if you want them, I highly suggest you buy them. Uh, they're they're seven, uh, $28.50 an ounce, uh, $570 a, a roll here. Uh, silver continuing to power back here now, twenty fifty. Uh, so, again, remember uh, earlier in the program we said uh, there is early profit taking in gold and silver. That has subsided, uh, and buyers, Jason, stepping in. Uh, once again, uh, silver looking particularly strong. Premiums are absolute insanity right now. So the last 20 rolls of rounds uh, at $570 a roll at 800-951-0592. If someone wants to call and say, I'll just take them all, I'll take 10 bucks off. 560, but you got to buy them all. 800 951 86% of global CEOs. So these are going to be your Fortune 500 companies, right? The biggest of the big global, these global companies up to now 
86% expect recession uh, to, to hit and hit big in 2023, Jason. Uh, and, and, the, and the problem is the amount keeps getting bigger, right? So they come out with these results every month. You know, first it was 30%, and then it was 45%, then it was 60%, now it's 86%. But the amount of them that are believing that it's going to be mild and or short, that also is declining as well. It's getting worse. What about the what about the recession in 2022? <laughs> where's, the, where's that one, Joe? Well, you know, come on, we're not. It's different this time. <laughs> Jason, you know, come on. I think the word recession. It's not officially a recession, even though it met the criteria because of jobs. The word recession, I don't think, is allowed until after the midterms. I think that's what's going on. Biden doesn't uh, yeah. want to say it. Well, yeah. Powell doesn't want to say it. <laughs> so, so as soon as that midterm is over, Joe, next month, then the word recession will then be allowed to exist again. And, and and I I think why do I think you're right about that? Uh, it's going to be uh, just like transitory, right? I guess they're going right. to have to retire. Retire. It's not a recession, uh, you know. After the midterms, it's the exact same thing. Well, Listen, Joe, if, you can call it something else, but if it's a spade, it's a spade, right, Jason? Well, if you have a recession at, at the at the yeah, right after the midterms, you can start calling it a recession. That gives you two years before the presidential election to try to so-called fix it, so that Biden can run for re-election. That, that's that's how I see it. So you can call it recession in in December of 2022, but by the time 2024 rolls around, oh, that recession's over. Or if they can get it to like 0.1% growth, I guess, for a couple quarters, right? Oh, it's over. Biden fixed it, right? I think that's where they're headed. Yeah, and I'm just looking at other things because I like to look down the road. Uh, The cattle industry, this thing just doesn't, it's just not getting any better on average cattle herds down 30 percent or more and now what i'm hearing jason if there's not moisture this winter we could see mass liquidations of cattle herd because they just can't afford because here's the problem if they if, if they can't graze on the lands these ranchers already own in other words hey i just didn't grow enough hay enough alfalfa it just didn't grow there wasn't enough rain and and i've got to go out and buy it on the open market jason you're insolvent you actually can't do it the prices just doesn't work uh we are going and, and again i think food prices which are already up big uh the the fact that they gave everybody another 12 and a half percent for food stamps i think tells you all you need to know about where food prices are going to go next year as well yeah, exactly, Joe, and, and all of this will be exacerbated by what I think they're going to call energy crisis once again after the midterms. It's going to be called an energy crisis late this year and early next year. How, how can it be anything but with another 2 million barrels not being produced by OPEC? They're creating the oil emergency, the energy emergency, Joe, so that's going to make food prices. Can you imagine? You know, the, the, the farmers are going to be planting in the spring, what is that going to cost, right, after the uh, the energy crisis that they're building uh, into? Well, I mean, look at I mean, gas may have went down in certain parts. Diesel certainly has it, has not. So, yeah, I think this is, this is a, a big uh, thing that we'll have to watch is how expensive is it going to, how expensive is fertilizer going to be? Obviously, because uh, to make fertilizer, you need energy, right? Natural gas, uh, oil, 
coal, however you're feeding those power plants, uh, how expensive is fertilizer going to be? How expensive is diesel going to be? Exactly, Joe. Exactly. And we know, we know that the, uh, the storyline that we see, it's all Russia and Europe, Russia and Europe. I don't see an end to that. In fact, they seem like they're trying to heat that thing up a little bit. It uh, seems like that's going to get a little worse this winter, Joe. Yeah, it looks that way, right? And obviously, I know, I'm not trying to depress you. I'm just telling you, this is what the numbers say. This is what it is. Uh, And and the OPEC announcement today, you know, they're going to put their best spin on it and say, well, you know, Russia's not producing as much. It's not not as big as a cut as you think because other countries are underproducing. And I'm just going to tell you right now. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, Jason. And what happened today with OPEC is just another sign of, of America's imperialistic weakening throughout the world. And, and you, can, you can say it's not. You can try to say that, well, it's this and it's that. It, this, this is just the facts. When you, when you have a clown in the presidential office, when you have an administration now, and it's not just the uh, Biden administration, right? They go back to, to Obama, go back 10, 15 years where they've been on this path, Jason, of they don't want people investing in oil, in natural gas, in cheap energy sources. They keep pushing this, re- this ridiculous fallacy. Uh, about wind and solar, and, and and now this is listen. This is the ramifications of all of that. Yeah, and I believe there's there's actually scientific energy, electromagnetic energy that could be used very cheaply. I think that it's, it exists and it's being hidden. But the facts be that oil is it's a monopolistic power by a few a few hands, a few families, just like the money system. But because that's that's the energy we use, you know, Germany. This is how important oil is. Germany could not bring America into World War II. They didn't have the ability to. They didn't have a navy, a fleet to come and attack us on the Atlantic coast. So what happened? How did they, how did they bring America into the war? Well, they choked off. America and, and other uh, allies choked off the oil ability of Japan. Japan had no ability to grow their industrialized nation. It forced them to go attack, to go get oil, Joe. That's how quickly choking off energy supplies could turn into a world war, Joe. 800-951-0592, Pinker Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Pinker Radio News Hour. Uh, we, we just have a handful of rolls of rounds here available. Uh, they're $570 a roll at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two golds down eleven at seventeen ten silver uh, down now sixty cents and silver just keeps steadily making it back here steadily making it back here uh, twenty fifty nine. Uh, on silver and again uh, the market's kind of having a sell-off this morning after that big two-day rally on somehow the fed's going to stop raising rates Uh, the data from today wage data inside adp hotter than hotter than expected and then of course the the opec news that it just how quickly things changed uh, all the way up to the two million barrel 
uh, rate cut coming out of OPEC. Uh, J.P. Morgan says expect $100 crude oil as soon as we stop the oil release from the strategic oil reserve, which Jason is supposed to be in two more weeks. Yeah, two more weeks. Okay, so yeah, the price of oil will probably what is the uh, second Tuesday I mean, in November? <laughs> That's when they uh, it'll hit a hundred dollars uh, barrel, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and again, I guess they could extend it. Here's the problem: the problem that we have now is we've got about eleven months of oil left in the reserve total. In other words, at what they're pumping a day out of the reserve. By next September, there would be no more oil in the reserve at all. Obviously, we can't get to that point. They, they've got to stop this thing at some point. I think the Jason's probably right. They're, they're going. They've got it set up to go almost all the way right up until the actual election. I mean, th- think about the. Let's just say the Republicans get the House and the Senate back in the majority, right? And then November, you know, is hitting, and, and all everything goes down. You know, oil goes to one hundred and one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty-five dollars a barrel. Housing prices going down, the market's going down, starting in November and December. Oh, it's the Republicans' fault. Yeah, you 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 just elected all those Republicans, and I don't. Anyone listen to me? You know, I don't like Republicans or Democrats, but there's a storyline there, right, Joe? Oh, the emergency. Everyone knows that there's a bunch of of really bad uh, patriots out there. We call them uh, terrorists, and, and we got to stop this thing. Look at look what they're doing to the economic world. It'll it'll just be. Anyway, you can point the finger, right, Joe, except for the Ponzi-schemed central banks of the world, the, the ones that are actually causing this. Yeah, and, and, and again, uh, we'll have to watch and see how all of this plays out. The Biden administration already, I mean, they only announced the, the rate, the, the OPEC made their announcement about 45 minutes ago. The Biden administration now already saying rising gas prices is OPEC's fault. <laughs> Oh, the circular finger pointing it. Man, right, they, I, they haven't even done it yet, but it's OPEC's <laughs> fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, never mind that Biden probably had something to do with that when he was uh, discussing things with Saudi Arabia. I, there's just got to be a, a, a correlation, Joe. There's, these things don't accidentally happen. And, and again, do and, and, and to your point, that pipeline didn't accidentally blow up. Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 didn't blow up on accident. Nope. Russia. Right. We're, we're in. Listen, we are in the throes of this energy. Uh, this to Jason's point, it's a fake energy shortage. It's deliberate, is what it is. It's not fake. It's deliberate. Uh, a deliberate energy shortage, and, and and we blow up pipelines to make the problem even worse. And then, literally, what? A five days later, OPEC says, "Hey, we're going to cut two million barrels of crude a day." Right at the same time, we're supposed to stop releasing oil out of the strategic oil reserve in the next couple of weeks. I mean, that's another million-plus barrels a day off the market. Jason, it's insanity. It's not, it's, it's not an accident that uh, uh, Biden shuts down all oil production in, on, their, on their federal lands. It's not an accident that Germany, who seems to be at the head of this emergency in Europe, starts shutting down all of their nuclear facilities. These aren't accidents. This is, this is, you, know, you can't point the finger. Germany can't point the finger at Russia if they're shutting down energy production. It doesn't matter what energy you're shutting down. They're shutting down nuclear energy, Joe. 
at the, at the same time that Russia's threatening them with oil and, and natural gas. That's ridiculous. Think how dumb that is. There's no common sense I, at all. I've had, I've had some people come out, and I'm people. These are uh, people that have worked in the Department of Defense and had been involved in other administrations uh, it, it's saying that Germany was getting ready to buckle. And that's why they blew up the pipelines, because they didn't want Germany to, to give in, because they, uh, uh, and, and again, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, you know, inside there, but I've been saying for a while now, Germany's got a big problem come this winter, and, and rumor has it they were getting ready to buckle, and they were going to reach some kind of a deal with the Russians to supply more gas, and, and that was the reason, but who knows? <laughs> so... You trace the Ukraine war, the path that, that leads to NATO, you know, shoring up troops, and you get all this, you know, the, all this war stomping going on in February and March, April. And so what do you do? Well, let's just shut down. Uh, it's, an, it's turned into an energy war, an economic war. Let's just shut down all of our nuclear plants. Yeah, that's, that's the way to fight it. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. It's called it's called the buckle plan. I think they plan to buckle. Is that isn't that how you plan? Isn't, isn't that how you would plan to actually buckle and and and, and go Russia's way? Is just stop producing energy? It seems like that's got to be the plan, Joe. Yeah, and this is going to be really interesting. Uh, how 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 all of this really plays out? Uh, again, we we got a reprieve in during the I'll say the late summer here. Uh, but that was really just a big smoke screen. That was us uh, flooding uh, the, well, taking uh, oil out of the strategic oil reserve, which we knew was only a short-term plan uh, to try to hide uh, the big energy prices. Europe's seen the brunt of it, but it's going to get a lot worse here as well. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at how much their energy bills are going to rise on top of those prices at the pump going back up. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, the last of the rounds, rolls of silver rounds at 570 a roll. You get 21-ounce silver rounds. They're, they're coins, uh, just not minted by the U.S. Mint. Uh, that's why you're saving just almost 12 bucks an ounce here. Uh, at five hundred and seventy dollars a roll, twenty dollar gold, twenty one twenty five. You're like, well, wait a minute, gold's down ten. How come the price is more? Listen, if, if gold was at seventeen thirty instead of seventeen ten, Jason, we'd probably be looking at twenty one fifty right now. So twenty one twenty five uh, is really a, a break here. Uh, just a quick update. I'm watching the bond markets. Uh, we've had we had a big drop in yields over the, the those first two days of the week, uh, and they've just reversed here. Uh, the U.S. ten-year note back to three eight. The U.K. ten-year back above four four oh three. Now the the U.K. government didn't really buy any bonds yesterday, Jason, and of course. Well, that's all it takes, boom, back above four. Uh, but I'm really looking at Italian and Spanish bonds. Uh, the yields there, uh, Jason, are up 25 basis points. Uh, the Italian 10-year now at almost four and a half. Uh, the Spanish 10-year uh, well above three now. And, Jason, so here's two more countries now all of a sudden. Hey, we, we may have a problem here. Yeah, I remember after the, uh, the the economic crisis, the housing crash, 
I remember those years afterwards where Cyprus was in bad shape and Greece was all, you know, people couldn't even get money out of the bank in Greece and Spain was having trouble and Italy was, was down there. And yeah, it's the, uh, p- the pigs, right? Portugal, yeah. uh, Ireland, Greece, Spain. Yeah, all those problems. Remember all those problems? It's like it just, I don't think they those, didn't fix those problems either, did no, they? No, they, they didn't. Magi- I didn't hear any news about how all of that was fixed and it magically was 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 better. It just uh, they just kind of swept it under the rug for the next emergency because now here you are reporting. Well, there it is. As soon as there's economic weakness in the world, who are the first countries that pop up in Europe? It's always these guys, right? Yeah, it, it, right. It's right. It always goes right back, doesn't it? Back to the same problems because they've never fixed them to begin with. Uh, 800-951-0592, uh, rounds at 570 a roll, $20 gold pieces, $21.25, $10 pieces at $11.25, $5 pieces at $565. Uh, the Dow's down over 300 plus points. Crude oil now approaching $89 a barrel. Uh, J.P. Morgan out now saying they that when the strategic oil reserve comes to an end, uh, they pretty much expect prices to go back to $100 plus a barrel, which simply just means uh, wherever that peak gas price was for wherever you lived, like here in Arizona, it's 5 bucks. We're already back. We're here. We're at 5 bucks now. Uh, those prices are coming back. Uh, and if you live in the wrong place, i.e. Arizona, uh, California refiners, and we've talked about this as well, these refiners were running all out all summer long. The, the maintenance needs to be done. And the problem, like in California, was before they could get the maintenance done, they had breakdowns, and, and this is why gas prices have skyrocketed on the West, Jason. Yeah, yeah, and it'll go up everywhere, and there are parts of the country. Like, we, we have a nice little cheap place here in Colorado, but overall, when they start to go up, they go up across the board, and uh, we'll be here to report it. God bless everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.